Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Welcome. Spoilers, I am Adam. Um, Once again, no theme music. You would think that after yesterday's episode went up and I didn't have theme music on, then I knew I would go out of my way to make sure we had it for this episode. But I downloaded it back to my laptop. It works on my laptop. So on Saturday, uh, when we do the episode um, about soul music, the, the, the soul music documentary, that's supposed to be really good. When we cover that, uh, we will have theme music, um, which fitting, um, but for right now, we, we don't, um, which is not the point, not why we're here, not what we're here to discuss, not, we're not here to discuss a lack of theme music, we're here to discuss episode four of Loki, um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe series, um, that follows Loki and his various iterations across the multiverse, um, See, here's my thing with Marvel right now, is that they seem very big about, like, you know, setting up the multiverse as a concept. Uh, like, they, they, they want everyone to know that, that it's there. Um, but they, they seem kind of coy about it, to an extent. Where, rather than just being like, oh, here's the multiverse, like a certain uh, TV show about a Scarlet Speedster on the CW did, where, you know, they just, like, episode two open, uh, episode, uh, season two opens up with fucking Victor Garber giving an expository statement about, you know, Earth 1 and Earth 2, we, here it kind of feels, um, not backward per se, but, like, kind of like they're afraid to do it. Like, they're hesitant to, because they don't know if, you know, the audience will be receptive, um, maybe it's a waste of money considering it's gonna fucking pour tomorrow, but maybe they shouldn't be doing a, 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 a street cleaning. Um, just, just, you know, just, just my thoughts. Um, so, it's kind of like that. If you think about it, you know, it, like, Marvel seems to be more like pussyfooting around it, uh, afraid to, to take that, that first step. They're afraid to step into, um, what's it called? Like, step into the, the arena in full. They'd rather sit back and let, uh, someone else do it, um, and they seem, I, I think that that's a problem to an extent, and I think here we get that a little bit more, um, my theory was that Kenny the Conqueror was gonna come in and destroy the Time Variance Authority, um, I'm going to amend that theory now, um, based on the last episode, because we do finally see the timekeepers, and to me, the timekeepers that are actually robots, we find out when, um, Loki, Loki or Sylvie, one of them attempts to behead, um, them, and the the head just rolls off, and, you know, there are sparks flying at, it's a robot, um, I think that it's going to turn out that there's, there is someone pulling the strings behind the whole 
thing, and it's going to end up being Kang the Conqueror. Like, it's going to be, like, he created this whole thing, the timeline intact, and, the, like, the time travel fuckery that's been going on between the Avengers and, um, like, what's it called, between the Avengers and Loki and Sylvie and all the other Lokis who, like, fucking with the timeline, which it appears now that there are multiple, but it's the post-credit scene, um, that is, you know, that it's, like, it's to keep everything in check. And I think that what it seemed like was they were okay with the Avengers time traveling um, because it was for the greater good of the quote-unquote sacred timeline. Um, I don't think that... And it's like other things that, you know, create branches, that's a problem. And I think that part of it is they knew that, you know, only one major offshoot would be created and that would be Loki absconding with the Tesseract. Um... But besides that, everyone else would kind of be, um, nipped. All the other universes would be nipped by Steve Rogers. Um, so, looking at, like, you know, that post-credits and that post-credits implications, I saw a theory online that's starting to gain traction that I like better than the theory that I had, that was originally posited in an article where it's like, Oh, this is where anyone who's wiped ends up while they're waiting to be permanently, you know, destroyed. So, in that, so while Loki is, um, you know, hanging out here, you know, it's kind of like um, sitting in the recycle bin um, while you're waiting for, like, before you get permanently deleted, like a file. Um, where it's still recoverable, but it's just right there. Um, I think that the idea of that was interesting. Um, and now they're trying to get out, uh, Loki and these four other Lokis. Um, but I think that what's more likely is, um, it's going to be, as someone posited, battle. Um, Loki got sent to Battleworld. Because that's the thing is that in the beginning of the show, when they introduced the multiverse, uh, when Tara Strong is, you know, playing Miss Minutes and she's telling the story of the multiverse and how everything came into being and, you know, why the sacred timeline exists and why they're trying to keep the, you know, the multiverse from, from becoming a thing, is it very much seems like Secret Wars happened already where the timelines and the multiverse and everything went to war with each other. Um, so it very much seems like Secret Wars has happened in the past. Um, now, the idea that, like, they created this patchwork universe um, of pruned timelines seems interesting, and that seems like something that would be cool to explore. I just wish that they didn't, you know, introduce this concept in a mid-credit sequence on episode four, um, with two episodes to go, um, but, you know, beggars can't be choosers, and again, I still think this is going to set up, um, what's it called, this is going to set up the, uh, the introduction of the, uh, uh, the What If show, um, I think it would be cool if we got some cameos of some of the What If characters here, um, because I think that, here's the thing, 
if this turns out to be Battle World, and it's a patchwork of all these varying universes um, that were pruned by the Time Variance Authority that are now coming back, and that is the basis for what if, then it would stand to reason that the Lokis all come together to restore this, what's it called? Um, to restore this universe. Um, like, to what they were. Um, allowing Loki to be the hero. Um, I gotta say, one of the most emotional moments for me was, you know, when they erased, um, or pruned, uh, Mobius. Where, uh, when he finds out that he had a life before, um, the Time Variance Authority, and he wasn't just created to serve in the Time Variance Authority by the Timekeepers, and it turned out he was a variant, and, um, he finds all that out, um, because Loki tells him, and then he sees the video footage of the girl that, um, Sylvie enchanted, um, to, to get the information, um, she sees that, and he sees that footage of her realizing that she had a life before that, um, and then he, um, he finds out for himself, after he finds out for himself, he says to, um, Ravana, like, I, uh, if I could pick one place in the universe to go to, um, it would be a place where I had my, my old life, um, before I became a TVA agent, and he's like, I just want to be happy. Uh, it's just, it, like, it, it's just such a simple notion that has such, like, resi- like resounding impact on, on, on the viewer that I, I guess I can't, you can't not love that. Um, and then it's one of the real, like, strengths of not just, like, Marvel shows, but, you know, the, the world of, you know, television storytelling as a whole, um, is that you get the time for these, you know, like, emotional moments more so than you would in a movie, um, because I feel like if they released it as a a theatrical movie, that sequence would have been cut, and Mobius would have just been erased, um, which he may not even be erased now, he may still be alive, because, you know, and sent the battle world, we don't know, um, so, um, now I, I think we should discuss the other four Lokis who appeared in the finale, um, where we now have... Six Lokis in this show, and I, I didn't think, like, if you told me this is where we're gonna be, and I was gonna be, like, you know, okay with it, I would, I would have thought this was annoying, but, no, I'm fine with it. Um, we have Richard E. Grant playing, um, comics, uh, like, comics classic Loki, um, dressed in that fucking ridiculous Silver Age costume, but it's, uh, it, like, I, I te- when I saw the picture yesterday before I watched the episode, I texted, uh, someone about it, and I was like, I, I think Richard E. Grant's the only person who can go and do genre stuff, um, and then commit to the level he does. He's kind of like Max von Sydow in that way, where it's like, or, uh, um, what's his name, um, um, Patrick Stewart, where it's like, they are genuinely astounding actors, um, and they, they, they do their, like, they do what they do so well, but they also do not shy away from the genre stuff, um, and no matter how ridiculous it makes them look, or how, or, you know, what dumbass costume they get put in, like, Richard E. Grant was in Star Wars, he was in a series of unfortunate events, he was, like, I've never seen him put on a bad performance, 
even with not great material, um, as evidenced in The Rise of Skywalker, because he still has, like, his role in that movie is tremendous, um, and, and, and his role is small, but I remember it, um, I don't remember a lot of that, about that movie, but I remember I remember his performance. So him coming in—that's a that's a huge thing. Um, then there is Lizard Loki, which is that little lizard thing that the kid was holding. Young Loki, which is a Young Avengers member, which awesome. They are really really doubling and tripling down on Young Avengers, and I'm 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 here for it. Um, we have Wiccan, we have Speed, and now we have Young Loki. I mean. Probably not, I, like, here's the thing, I, I would like for them to give us, like, more, but I don't know how deep they're gonna go with that, um, then they, uh, and, and finally, um, there is, uh, Worthy Loki, which is Loki wielding the hammer of Thor. Um, I, 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 I didn't, Here's the thing. There's one more iteration of Loki from the multiverse that I want to see. And it's worthy Loki with all the Infinity Stones as seen in Infinity Warps. Um, which was a, a a pretty good event from a few years back. A pretty solid event comic. Uh, I, I want to see that, you know, I want to see that Loki come in too. Um, and considering what this show is, if this show is... Um, is now going into, like, proto-secret wars. Again, baseless speculation on my part. I would like to see, um, kind of like what they did in the second secret wars where Doom created the battle world. Um, and he, uh, it's like, it's not, it wasn't the Beyonder, it was Doom created the battle world. Um, and then there was one completed Infinity Gauntlet, um, wielded by T'Challa. I would like to see Loki, you know, I think Loki should, you know, honestly stay dead. Um, because, like, I can see both sides of the argument where it's like, you know, he, um, like, he had his heroic sacrifice, and to bring him back in this way kind of negates his sacrifice. Um, I would disagree on that front, because this is not resurrecting him after death. This is a new character, but with the same face. Um, in the same way that, like, I don't think we could criticize the, the introduction of Jay Garrick on The Flash... Um, after the death of, um, Henry Allen as, you know, a, what's it called? Um, whoa. I don't think we could call, uh, the, 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 uh, that situation a, um, uh, like, uh, a, a nullifying the sacrifice of, Harry, of, um, Barry's dad, or the death of Barry's dad. It's still there. It still happened. It's still a major event. Um, but bringing back the actor, playing a different role with the same face, doesn't you know do it. And, and this is still Loki, just a different Loki. Um, but at the same time, 
sell some merchandise. So to see both sides of the argument here as to why Loki should come back and why he shouldn't. I mean, there is the pattern um, of Loki dies, Loki steals the Tesseract, um, where each movie, Loki either dies or steals the Tesseract in each appearance, uh, and it alternates where it's like Thor, he dies. Then Avengers, he steals the Tesseract. Then Thor to Dark World, he dies. Then um, Ragnarok, he steals the Tesseract. Then Infinity War, he dies. Then um, Endgame, he steals the Tesseract. Therefore, following that pattern, Loki should die in this show. Um, I don't think that... I, I would think that that would be the, you know, the best thing for him would be to have, you know, a sacrifice similar to Iron Man to, to restore, you know, restore to timelines. And it would really... I think that that would be... I think it was... Here's my issue, though, is I think them talking about a season two kind of, you know harms that, but they could really do any of the Lokis, they don't have to bring in, you know, Tom Hiddleston again, they could do Sylvie, they could do anyone they want, really, um, but I, I think that that would be a better way to go, um, than, uh, you know, simply ending the show with, like, you know, that, that's how I would do it, is if I was doing this, I would pull from that, where it's like, Loki's now in Battle World, so what's he gonna do? He's going to do what he knows how, which is use the Infinity Stones, uh, and use the Infinity Stones to put things right, um, and I think that if they did, like, a Dragon Ball-esque quest over the next two episodes to complete the Infinity Gauntlet, and then Loki is the one who makes the decision to, um, to, to pull the trigger and, and put everything right, that would be a very that would be a great way to end the series, um, because then you can have, like, you know, um, everything kind of put right, um, I did enjoy Sif's return for the first time since, um, Infinity War, uh, no, not Infinity War, since, uh, Dark World, she didn't even appear in Ragnarok, um, but she is still alive, we, like, not, this was obviously not actually Sif, this was, um, like, a memory of Sif, um, pulled from Loki's memories, um, but I, I did like this, uh, appearance, uh, I think it worked very well, um, within the, the confines of the show, um, I, I also think that, um, what's it called, um, I hope she comes back for more, um, in later episodes, or, you know, comes back in full, um, to, you know, to join up, um, I don't know if she's in Love and Thunder, which I think just wrapped production, because that comes out early next year, um, or it is in waning stages of production, um, but I think that, you know, if she came back, that'd be cool, um, but granted, also, like, we didn't know, like, she was gonna be in this, so it is possible, um, I gotta say, I do think it's really funny that, like, we gotta put Loki into torture, like, we gotta put Loki in, like, to soften him up into this interrogation, like, cell, and really all it is, is just an eternal time loop of Sif kneeing him in the balls over and over and over again, um, it's just, I, I saw an article that was, like, Marvel has turned Loki into Daffy Duck, and I'm like, yeah, I see that, I, I, I like that analogy, he, he like, he, he, it, it really fits, where it's like, 
a lot of it's slapstick comedy, um, and a lot of it is, you know, like, um, I, I feel like that's a, that, that's a fitting analogy for, for what Loki has become, um, so we'll wrap up there for today, if you want to check out Loki, if you're not watching it already, um, you can go to, um, uh, Disney Plus, it's available there every Wednesday, uh, I'm looking forward to next week's episode, because I think that this show, more than WandaVision, like, WandaVision, we should have known going in was going to be more of a deep character study, and less of a, you know, ooh, what's this mean for the broader implications of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which I will admit I'm guilty of being the, uh, the, the, the latter on that, um, which did not help things, um, in the slightest, um, but, Nonetheless, we, you know, like, this show feels more like I can do that without feeling like I'm short-changing a character. Because it's char- this show really isn't about Loki's character development. It's about, um, what's it called? It's about the, uh, building the multiverse and setting everything into motion. Um, so if you, um, if you're interested in that, it's a very interesting case of world-building. Um, so... Uh, so we'll wrap up there for today, uh, and we'll be back on, um, Saturday with that documentary about soul music, um, The Revolution Will Not Be Televised, I believe it's called, um, seeing that at 1.45, so, you know, review later up in the day, um, and then, uh, I don't think I have another book until, um, well, technically, I didn't find it out until yesterday, but uh, when I was looking at the uh, the Audible app, there's a new there's another new higher public book next week um, about Lorna D. Um, so that would that that could be interesting to uh, what's it called to read. But I don't have an Audible credit right now, so that will have to wait. Um, besides that, Final Girl Support Group is the next book that I have you know coming down the line um, pre-ordered. I have a few other books that I want to pre-order. Um, that, that's what I use my, that, that's what I use my Audible credits for. I use to pre-order books that I know are going to be hard to get from the library. Um, but that's not the point. So we'll wrap up there for today. Um, and uh, we'll be back on Saturday with um, The Revolution Will Not Be Televised. I believe it's the name of the documentary. I may be wrong. Um, I have to look uh, before the, you know, the documentary and before I do the episode. So until then, have a great rest of your day. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.